early in this passage in Deuteronomy, the writer says, All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Other translations have, All the blessings you have will reach you. Others have, All the blessings you have will catch up to you. They're making a distinction between having blessings and receiving them. It, the image is of a person walking very quickly in this way, and the blessings are behind them trying to catch up to them. It's like when Susan and I walk. You know, Susan's a fast walker, and she's way ahead of me, and I'm the blessing in her life trying to catch up to her, you know? <laughs> you know, that's the image. Now, that's imprinted in your mind for the rest of your life, isn't it? Yeah. So the difference is between having blessings and being blessed. Between having blessings and experiencing the blessing in our life. You know, we have, we have the blessing of literacy. But do we experience the blessing of reading? We, ex we have the blessing of food, but do we experience the blessing of eating food? We have the blessing of a child, but do we experience the blessing of the child? What are blessings? You know, what are we looking for when we talk about blessings? Well, blessings are pretty much in the eye of a beholder. You know, what is a blessing to me might not be a blessing to you. You know, and, and we all, all of us know people um, who, who have many things but don't feel blessed. You know, and there, there are two ways to be blessed. One is to have many things, and the other is to have few wants. Um, blessing kind of enlarges our personhood. It, it makes us more human. A blessing fills our hearts. Sometimes what we don't see as a blessing at the time, years later we realize was a blessing. And you know, when I broke my right elbow, um, it was very difficult tying shoes, taking a shower, cutting meat, opening bottles, opening chip jars, you know, cutting cheese. Um, I had to do everything left-handed, and it was awkward, and it was difficult, and it was frustrating. But, you know, I had to eat slower, and I lost a lot of weight. And looking back on it, it was a blessing to break my elbow. I don't advise it. It's easier just to stop eating. But Usually when we talk about blessings, and maybe always, blessings have an element of joy in them. And blessings also have a sense of givenness. We are given something that we feel we haven't deserved. You know, Gwen talked about, you know, the givenness of, of nature and the givenness of the stars and the sun and the moons. You know, we haven't, we haven't deserved that, um, but it's a blessing. You know, it's a, you know, a baby's smile is a blessing. We haven't, we haven't earned that. We haven't deserved that. 
So there's a sense of givenness with blessings. So why don't we receive our blessings? Why don't our blessings reach us? Well, I'm just going to talk about myself for why blessings don't reach me. One has to do with preoccupation of the past. My preoccupation for what I ought to have done. What I ought to have said. That person I ought to have visited. That cause I ought to have supported. My life is filled with the oughts and the ought nots that place me in the past and I don't see my blessings because I'm, I'm dealing with guilt, I'm dealing with shame, I'm dealing with regret and I just don't see what's before me. I'm also preoccupied by the what-ifs which are about the future. What if my car breaks down? What if my pension is not enough? What if the kids get sick? What if I don't have enough money for them to go to college? All these what-ifs in the future prevent me from appreciating the present. Also, what, what, what prevents me from having my blessings reach me is a sense of unworthiness. I don't deserve this church. I don't deserve this salary. I don't deserve uh, this person's love. And, and so it doesn't, it doesn't reach me. Sometimes I'm trying so hard to earn a blessing that I don't see it right in front of me. And here I'm kind of like a cat chasing its own tail. You know, I it, it, it can't reach me because I'm trying to earn it. And the prodigal son, this is the, the problem with the older brother. The father wants to give the son all that's his. What's mine is yours, says the father. But the son is trying so hard to earn it and get it from his father that he can't receive it. From his father and so the blessing never reaches him I mean most of Jesus teachings are about this you know the blessings are right there quit trying to earn them and just receive them and finally there's there's coveting um, where what I have isn't good enough it's not as good as what the other person has and so I want more or I want other now what separates having blessings and having the blessings reach us, having blessings and being blessed, is gratitude. Gratitude is the awareness that we've been given something, that we have received something, that we have accepted it. My mother was death on thank you notes. My sister and I had to write thank you notes within 10 days. I don't know where she read that, but she said there's a 10-day window. Um, and so, you know, have you written a thank you note to Aunt Virginia? When are you going to write the thank you note for Aunt Virginia? And 
you know, and, and what mom was, you know, she, wanting us to do was thank Aunt Virginia, to let Aunt Virginia know that we got the present. But another piece of that was, that I never got, was in writing the thank you note, I would know I got the present. You know, that, that that would make me different. That I would realize that Aunt Virginia had blessed me. So how do we let our blessings reach us? How do we let our blessings overtake us? Well, gratitude is, is a step. I mean, and, dis, and gratitude is a decision that we make. We can decide to be grateful. We can decide to be appreciative. Then, then we can stop. We can stop. You know, if, if something is chasing me and it's behind me, the best way for it to overtake me and reach me is to stop. What we don't realize is our blessings might not be in front of us, they could be behind us. And the most rational thing to do is to stop. You know, Stan prayed about, about slowing down. He prayed about not being in such a hurry and not being controlled by all of our, of our technology. You know, we go too fast. We're never going to experience our systems, our, our blessings, until we stop and let them catch us. This frantic pray, pace just isn't healthy. So we stop. Then the second thing is to observe. You know, Deuteronomy says, observe. Observe these blessings from the Lord. Look at them. When we slow down, when we stop, we can see the blessings better. You know, taking a trip with Susan can sometimes be nerve-wracking, particularly when we're in a city and she's driving. She doesn't slow down. And she'll be pointing out, look at that architecture, look at that doorway, look at that archway, look at that roof, look at the engraving on, above that. And I think, God, Susan, let me drive. You know, it's safer. When we slow down, we can see so much more. In the Philippians passage, it's a beautiful passage, you know, where Paul says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near, but we don't, we don't see that. And the Lord could be near in the person sitting next to us, sitting across from us. You know, the person we see in the street, the person we eat with. The Lord could be near, but we have to see it. And Paul says, whatever is good, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, whatever is worthy of praise, 
Well, we have to look to see what is excellent and worthy of praise and honorable. Then the third step in Deuteronomy says, obey, obey these, these words. The word obey comes from the Latin word ob audio, audio, to hear, to hear. So to obey is to hear, it's to listen. You know, and you think about it, obeying is listening. The opposite of listening in ob audio in Latin is absurd. Those who don't hear, those who don't listen, are absurd. And I'm not talking about physical, the physical disability of, of not hearing. It's about the absurdity of being tone deaf. You know, tone deaf is a is a popular word now in politics. Oh, they're tone deaf to these issues. When we don't hear, when we don't listen, we're absurd. Now, I know none of you ever have this experience, but I do. Um, I'll be talking with someone, and I'm only half listening, and the person will be pouring their heart out, and I'm not listening probably not even half. And then they'll say to me, so what do you think I should do, John? And I think, oh, geez. I was listening to the TV. I wasn't listening to you. Well, what do you think we ought to do? Yeah. And I'm absurd. And sometimes the response I give is absurd because the person says, what does that have to do with what I just asked you? because I wasn't listening. So, how do our blessings reach us? Stop, look, and listen. When did we learn that? In kindergarten? Stop, look, and listen. And the writer of Deuteronomy says, and you will be blessed in your coming and you're going. You will be blessed in the city and in the field. You will be blessed in your work and in your play, in your harvest and in your planting. Stop, look, and listen. You'll feel blessed everywhere. This is a blessing, and they writer of Deuteronomy writes a lot about blessing here. Um, sometimes I go online to look up blessings and to look up curses. And it's kind of fun. Do it sometime to look up curses and blessings. The Irish have some good, good curses. <laughs> May you fall into the hands of a far-sighted dentist.
May your creditors always know your current address. Here's a curse. May the blessings you have never reach you. May you never experience, despite having blessings, feeling blessed. So blessings. Thanksgiving, um, maybe it's true for some of you, when your family gets together, you have a Thanksgiving prayer. You know, and it's interesting that we call the, the blessing a grace because blessing has to do with how we've been graced. So it, it, when I would get together with my cousins and their children and aunts and uncles and my parents, a couple days before Thanksgiving, I would get a call from my mother saying, you know you're going to be asked to give the blessing before the meal. Yes. I expect you to prepare a blessing before you get there. I expect it to be a good one. I expect it to demonstrate to the rest of the family that the money we spent on your education was worthwhile. <laughs> you know, it, no pressure at Thanksgiving. You know. Susan, how does this sound? Will this work? Yeah. So in case you're asked to give a blessing at Thanksgiving, here's a good one. May the blessings we have reach all of us. May the way that God has blessed us with love reach us. May the way that God has blessed us with forgiveness reach us. May the way that God has blessed us with mercy reach us. May the blessings that God has given us overtake us. May it be so. Amen.